Morning Crosswalk 1030. You guys doing well? It's almost the end of the year. Can you believe that? So I got to tell you about this gift that my wife gave me. Um, My wife gave me a gift to go to a sensory deprivation tank. Um, And so I went, I went yesterday and I walked in and I don't know what I look like, but the guy's like, "Uh, you signed up for an hour. Why don't I just upgrade you to an hour and a half? Like, uh, I was like, oh, do I need it? He's like, we all need it. It's weird. Um, And I was like, do you do this a lot? He said, I do four and a half hours a day. What's your job? He's like, working in sensory deprivation tanks. I was like, oh, that makes sense then. So I go in, I do, you know, you got to do all the things you got to do. You get in there and they put on this music. I have earplugs in so the water doesn't get in my ear, uh, which didn't work at all because there's water in my ear right now. But, um, But the music starts playing and the lights start to go down and the lights go off. And then all of a sudden you're like, I don't know. I know, the t- I know it's only like this deep, but you're floating in Epsom salts. So you can't touch the ground. You don't kind of know where you are. When the lights go off, it becomes completely dark um, to the point of at some point, I didn't know if I was, like I thought I was floating in space, which is surreal. It's surreal. And I, I did an hour and a half. I was good for an hour. The last half hour, I was kind of low-key like when's it going to be over? Now, I could have gotten out anytime I wanted to, but like, I'm not a quitter. So I just, just laid there. Like, what's going to, and you kind of, it's weird because you come, you become a little bit expectant. You start to think like, when's it going to end? And then you get a little anxious thinking about when is it going to end? And then you just have to lean into it and be like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And I'm just going to live in here forever. That's what I felt like. It was cool. I recommend it. Not, I don't know if I highly recommend it. There were moments of claustrophobia and I don't have claustrophobia at all. And there were moments of like, <gasps> so um, if you're claustrophobic, <laughs> go do it. <laughs> Just, but let me know when, cause that'll be fun to watch you scream as you leave. Um, but you do, you become, you become somewhat expectant thinking that like, well, something, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. We end 2018, our last Sabbath of 2018, we end that with an expectation, with an expectancy. And so we ask one question. And, and if you've been here before, you know, what does God have planned for us in 2019? And the way we look forward is by looking behind at what God has been doing. But there's a text that I wanted to lean into a little bit. Um, As I was reading through Proverbs, preparing, we've got a Proverbs series coming up. It's not till later on in 2019, but I thought I'd get a a little bit of a head start. Proverbs 23, 18 says this, you'll be rewarded for this, talking about faithfulness. Your hope will not be disappointed. That's the New Living Translation version. The NIV version said, there is surely a future hope for you and your hope will will not be cut off. The context of faithfulness of both God and of us. And I love the fact that Proverbs is wisdom literature. And the reason why I love that is because I think that is the first thing that God has for us in 2019. I think wisdom is the first thing because I think this is what God wants for all of his people. I think we can assume that. And, and it starts with a, a respect or in biblical terms, the word fear 
of God. Fear of the Lord, says Proverbs 9.10, fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. So this is the foundation of wisdom, acknowledging who God is and acknowledging that we want to be faithful to Him. Not fearing in the fact that He's standing on the edge of heaven with a lightning bolt trying to throw down. That's Zeus and we don't believe in Zeus. But fear in that we respect deeply what God wants for us, His will for us, how He speaks to us, and how we continue to lean into the things that He has to say to us and for us. So let's assume that in 2019, wisdom comes from respect of God and it is the beginning of our wisdom. Proverbs 23, 12 also says, commit yourselves to instruction. Listen carefully to the words of knowledge. So we're gonna start there. We've got all our sermons planned out for 2019 next year and I thought I'd just give you a quick preview. Our first series is called The New Humanity. And it's talking about what God is defining and redefining us, not just as Seventh-day Adventists, but as Christians and as humans. Then we're going to move on to an Isaiah series called The Lion and the Lamb. Then we'll move on to um, an Easter series called This Changes Everything. And around Easter again, we're going to put out Bible studies that you can study with people that you can bring on Easter so that we might be able to baptize more people again. Then we're going to spend some time in the book of Amos called The Shepherd's Roar. Um, Moving on, we're going to go to four conversations, a conversation with Zacchaeus, with Peter, with Legion, the demons, and with, um, and with the Pharisees. We're also going to continue our series by looking at citizenship. What does it mean to be a citizen of heaven while we live here on earth? That's a short series, three weeks. And then we move on to the Jesus Manifesto. And this is a deep dive into the book of Colossians in the New Testament, which I think is always exciting. We're going to do a series in Proverbs called Wise Dumb. Um, I thought that was clever. It was so not mine. I totally stole it. But, um, but you don't know who from, so it's mine. Um, which may be part of that series, Wise Dumb. That'll be our, um, and then we're going to finish it with a Christmas series. And so we've got three Old Testament books that we're looking at, three New Testament books that we're looking at, three topical sermon series that we're doing, and, and we know that God has even more for that. So we're going to begin 2019 by leaning into the knowledge that God will give us as he reveals himself through the use of scriptures. Because without taking the scriptures seriously, we can't know God, who he is, and what he has for us. And so we preach from what we can learn in scripture. And here's my commitment to you. My commitment to you is that I will be drowning in scripture this year to open up the word of God in a way that is both applicable and actionable for, for us because scripture has so much revealing of God and we want to make sure that we understand God as much as we can, acknowledging the mystery of who God is, of course, but at the same time, doggedly and relentlessly looking for how he reveals himself through scripture. So that's where we're going to start next year. But all that wisdom, all that study must move us into action. And Crosswalk is a church of action. I don't know if you know that. If this is your first time here, hang on. Just so you know, we just passed the thousand member mark here at Redlands Campus. Amen? Yeah, that's exciting, guys. 
That's exciting. When your average church is less than 80 people a week, and we are blessed to have over a thousand members, but we have kind of broken the mold within at least our faith tradition, and we have between 16 and 1800 people worshiping with us on any given Sabbath. That's not to mention the other 2,000 people that watch either online on the day or throughout the week. We have about 2,000 people who watch the full service with us every single week. So there's as many people outside of the room that are inside of the room through our three services. Amen? That's incredible. That's an incredible influence that God has continued to give us. And in 2019, we want to engage our online giving a little bit more, our online interactions a little bit more so that you feel like you're part of the community in which you watch. We don't want you just to consume. We want you to get actively involved in the ways that you can as well online. But there's also another piece to this in that in 2018, we did something that hasn't been done specifically within the Seventh-day Adventist world, is that we started a church in Chattanooga who has about 100 to 150 people worshiping every single week in Chattanooga. They're doing amazingly well. The team in Chattanooga is just killing it. They are so focused and they are so deeply committed to expressing who God is through the culture that we've built here, through duplicating that culture and scaling that culture in Chattanooga. That is really incredible and amazing. And we believe that God has more for that, and I'll talk about that in a second in 2019. But in 2018, action-wise, new people came to this church, not just through membership, but through baptism as well. And just so you know, those new people that came to the church, they didn't come because I stood on a street corner and, and pointed a sign saying, you need to come to Crosswalk. They came because you decided that this was a place that you could bring people to meet Jesus. And so you did, you brought people into this community, whether it was at Easter, whether it was for Crosswalk, what was it, 15 this year, whether it was for any of the other events that we had, even the sing-along last week, you brought new people into the community because you understand what we understand, which is that evangelism is not a program or an event, but it is an attitude of the heart. It is an orientation of the way you think about the world and how people need Jesus, and they need that Jesus in a healthy, dynamic, and growing community. You decided to do this. In 2017, at the beginning of the year, some of you might have been here, we said, listen, we want in 52 weeks, we want you to bring one person. That's all I'm going to ask. In 52 whole weeks, just bring one person to church. And you did. 2017 was an incredible growth year. 2018 was even bigger, and we didn't make that call. So we thought we'd be significantly more intentional this year. And this is what we're going to ask you. We've got 52 two weeks in a year, we're going to ask that you bring two people to church next year, just two. So that's 26 weeks to figure out who you're going to bring, or you could bring two at once, then takes, takes care of all of it. Um, however you want to do it, you do it, but you need to start praying now that God will place on your heart who it is that you need to bring to church so they can get connected with community, so they can get connected with Jesus, so that they can see what it means to have a healthy faith life, and they can see what it means to be in a, a wise community and an action-filled and focused community as well. So this is what we want. We want two in 2019. Can you agree to that? Yes. Mm, mm, I feel like, oh, all right, some of you, some of you. Listen, um, scary, I get it, but we're not asking you to do anything but bring them right? We'll take care of the rest and we'll let God take care of the rest in the way that he's leading us. Just bring them to the blue chairs. 
right? That's all you got to do. They sit in a blue chair, they're going to stay here because this becomes their church when they're well-loved and loved well, which is really important. And so again, we'll be doing, our, we'll be doing an Easter series. Where we'll be creating curriculum so you can Bible study with the people that you want to bring. We're going to do baptisms again on Easter, which is really exciting. Of course, we've got CW. It'll be CW 16 in October, which is always a big, heavy weekend for us. We've got the One Project coming up in February. Um, there's a lot going on, but new people breathe new life into a church. And so we're going to ask that you find the people that God has placed on your heart and bring them here. And as we fill up the Redlands campus, as we've continued to do, we also know that there will be new campuses that God is asking us to make. The first of those being, um, being the Foothills campus. And so I'd like to introduce you to someone today. I'd like to introduce you to Adam Hicks, who will be our site pastor at the Foothills campus. Why don't we all welcome him? Awesome. So Adam, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, and that sort of thing, and uh, what you're looking forward to. Good morning, Crosswalk. Uh, I'm Pastor Adam Hicks. I'm the lead pastor of Journey Seventh-day Adventist Church in Southern California Conference. Um, we are trying something incredibly new and awesome uh, between our conferences in that I'm districted between my church and between what will become Crosswalk Foothills. And so I'm really excited to get started with this new site. Um, I have an amazing wife named Cassie, and I have two beautiful boys named Ben and JJ. Um, I'm a nerd and a gamer. Um, I also am a nerd about theology, which some people think is kind of weird. Um, but um, I didn't actually want to be a pastor. Uh, the last thing I wanted to be was a pastor, but God kept uh, kind of harassing me about it for a long time. Um, but when I finally gave in and said, fine, fine, God, I'll do it, um, I realized there's nothing else that I want to do. Um, one of the things I love about being a pastor is community and relationships, because if you think about it, that's what we do. We facilitate relationships with each other, and we facilitate relationships with God. And I am super excited about being part of the Crosswalk Village community, the movement um, that I think will shake the core of a lot of things. So what I want to do is I want to invite you, and I want to invite anyone you know that lives in the L.A. or Foothills area. We want to set up shops right where the 210 and the 57 get together. And we want to set up a shop over there, and we're going to have an interest meeting on January 12th right after church. And so please, if you know anyone who's interested, have them come, meet with me, meet with us, and uh, start to talk about what amazing things we can do with Christ uh, there in the Foothills area. And if you missed that, don't worry. We're going to have another meeting on January 22nd in the evening in the Foothills area. So they don't have any excuses. Um, so let them know if they're over in that area and they want to be part of the crosswalk community, they're going to have an even easier way of doing it. So thank you guys. And I look forward to seeing what God's going to do with us all together. Awesome. Thank you, Adam. Um, so, so that's, that's really exciting. Again, we know that some of you drive from a really long ways to get here, and um, Southern California Conference has been amazing. Chattanooga, we have, um, we have missional lay pastors that are there, so, so 
regular folk, I guess we'd call them, um, that are doing the pastoral work. But Southern California Conference has seen fit to district Adam and give him to us 50% of his time. Uh, we're going to use way more of that, um, just so you know. Um, but um, that's really exciting. And when it comes to these kind of expressions, we kind of hold on to Jeremiah 29, 11, that famous text that says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They're plans for good and not disaster, to give you a future and give you a hope. And we know that this is just a great text and we use it a lot, but I think it fits here because God wants his kingdom to grow through his people, through you. And so we cling to this promise as we hope for the future. But just so you know, that's not the only thing we're working on. There's other campus opportunities that we're in conversation with right now as well, all across the U.S. And I'm not at liberty to say some of these because they're still in progress. But, um, but God is moving and we're having people weekly now reach out to us and saying, we want to become part of the Crosswalk Sisterhood of Churches. We want the culture. We want the freedom of worship. We want the Jesus focus that, um, that up until now we haven't seemed to find. How can we become a part of what you're doing? So it's a blessing. It's a blessing. But just so you know, with that kind of expansion that happens both on campus here as well as on other campus, it means that we're going to need to make in 2019 19, we're going to need to make new hires. And we're excited to push our budget next year. In 2000, I think it was the budget between 2016 and 2017, we pushed our budget something like 27%. And I remember um, we were sitting in our board meeting and we had, we had actually proposed a negative budget just, you know, to not you know, to be conservative. And our board chair, um, I don't know if you remember this, Cindy, our board chair who always zooms in because he actually lives in Northern California now, he starts, like we're all having this discussion and he's just doing math and he's a finance guy. And if you know Rick Rawson, you know, he's pretty good at math. Um, that's why he runs hospitals. Um, but he's, he's just doing work. And finally he lifts his head and he goes, do you guys not have any faith? Which you don't want to hear from your board chair. Um, I was like, what? And he's like, do you not have any faith? We need to push this budget more and we believe God's going to do it. So let's vote um, a bigger budget. And as a pastor, I went, oh no. Um, and, but his, his question was fair. Do we have faith or not? that God is going to provide in all his abundance everything that we need to do the work that he's called us to do. Why would he call us to do it if he's not going to provide it? And that means that we have to be faithful to God and we have to lean into God to what he's going to give to us through you. So there's new hires. We've got to hire at least two new pastors for our campus here. We're hiring new interns to do all the work. For instance, something like Isai has been doing all the graphics for the last three years for Crosswalk Church. He's amazing and he's done an amazing job. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But we need to take that off his plate because he just proposed his proposal for junior high, high school and collegiate ministry. And they have planned 264 programs between those three ministries next year. Can you believe that? That's amazing. For our kids, that's not even mentioning our kids' programs, our family programs, men's ministry and women's ministry, which we'd like to grow. So we're going to need a lot of volunteers, but we're also going to need some, some hires as well. And, and I want to explain how this works, just so you know, if you're, not, if you're new to Seventh-day Adventism, if you're new to our structure. So, um, so there's two ways that we give here. One is through what we call conference tithe, and you can see that on the tithe envelope. Um, you can see that on our Pushpay app. It's called conference tithe. Conference tithe 
tithe does not stay here at the church. It goes to support the world church. And in return, as being part of this, we get things like insurance, which is awesome. Um, We get things like pastors. And so the formula, the way it kind of works is um, for the two pastors that we have hired through the conference, that the conference pays for through your tithes, um, it's Isai and myself. And we reach that formula at about $450,000 for the two pastors. That's the way the formula works. The formula for the third pastor is about another $400 to $500. I'm not five, sorry, $100,000. You guys are like, 500 bucks, that's cheap. I'll pay for it. Um, 500,000. If you still feel like that's cheap, then by all means, pay for it. Um, but, but so that's the next step in this formula that they have. So to get another pastor hired by the conference, our tithe has to be over $900,000. And I don't know those exact numbers. And I'm, I'm kind of nebulously understanding this. So it's possible that I'm not 100% clear on those numbers. So if somebody comes back and goes, no, it's this, I get it. I don't know those numbers exactly. Sometimes they change. Um, so what that means is we've got to fund this from the local church. Um, because the local church is dollar for dollar. And as, you, as I said, I, I want you to understand, I am not encouraging you not to give to the global church. It's very important. It's very important that we continue to support our denomination, that we support other churches in the area, and that we support pastoral ministry through the return that we get in, in the way of budgets and insurance and that sort of thing. That's very important. But I also want you to think about something. When you, when you give 10%, to, um, to the global church and you feel like you finished your work and then you go, oh, you know what? I'll give another $20 to the local church. We have to fund everything from the local church. The conference does not pay for our rent, which is $30,000 a month, right? Just so you know. Um, that all comes from the local church budget, which is pretty significant. And you guys have been incredibly faithful. Just so you know, I'm not chastising you. I'm not wanting you to feel bad. You've been amazing. We are going to reach our budget this year as we launch into 2019. Thank you so much. And we're so excited for your continued commitment. We couldn't do any of this without you. But just so you know, it, you know what, what it means is if you're giving that 10% and not looking at the local church, except for whatever pocket change you have, it means we're living on tips. And if you've ever worked in the service industry and had to live on tips, sometimes that can be difficult. Right? So I just want you to understand how that works, how that structure works. And I'm not slamming it. I'm not saying it's, it's inappropriate. All I'm saying is that's the reality that we work under financially. And so we may have to make sure that we fund our local church as well as the global church. And I think in God's abundance, there's enough to do everything. So thank you for your commitment. That's, I just want to say it that way. But we've been asking the question the whole time, will God actually expand our territory? Like, should we, should we continue to think that God is going to grow this church or not? And this is a fair question. The problem is he already has grown this church, right? When I got here in 2014, our membership was right around the 400 mark. Now we're over 1,000. There was less than that attending. Now there's 1,600, 1,800 attending. You know, it would be really easy for us to go, man, oh, those four years were amazing. Let's just kick back. Let's just ride that. Let's just, let's just you know, come to work on Wednesday, right? So, woo, I know, I would love it. Um, it would be easy to do that, but we've always been a church that when God moves, so do we. And, and God continues to move. So it feels like we should take this opportunity to grow, to forward the kingdom through this movement that God has seen fit to put together. I don't think we should let it rest because I don't think we can. 
because I don't think there's all that much time on the planet. And I think that everyone needs to know who Jesus is. Uh, yesterday, was it yesterday or Thursday? I was watching this documentary on surfers called Momentum Generation. And um, it was all these surfers in the 90s, guys that I kind of grew up watching, um, Kelly Slater and Rob Machado, these amazing guys. And as I was watching it, there's all this great surf footage. And I was watching it, I, I remember back to when I first started surfing and how hard it was to sit on that board, just to honestly, just to sit on that board, even if without taking a wave. But as I watched the movie, what I realized is um, momentum is a phenomenal thing because when momentum hits and you catch that momentum, those little planks we call surfboards become solid as a rock and you can stand on them. And then you can do amazing things because of the momentum, not that you created simply by paddling, but that God saw fit to whoosh past you. Can we say that? Whooshed past you. And all of a sudden you're standing and you're riding the wave. I believe that God has actually called us to ride his wave, to, to, to lean into the momentum that he has for us. And I think he has momentum for us. I think he wants us to, to, to think about wisdom and action. And I think he wants us to lean into the momentum that he's decided to create through this. And I think one of the ways that that's expressed, and this is really important because I think 2019 is a, a critical year for us, in compassion. We have ministries of compassion that are incredibly important to this community. And some of you know about them, some of you don't know about them, but they, they are worth mentioning again. So every Thursday, um, we bring in a mobile shower unit and people take showers and then we call it our community partners dinner. And our community partners dinner, we serve close to 100 people every single Thursday. This is done by a very small group of volunteers and it's done by an incredibly committed and amazing group of volunteers. We need to grow that ministry. We need to grow that ministry in the help of those who are serving our underserved. And we need to um, make sure that we don't allow incredible people who have been serving in this ministry to burn out. And so if that's something that you feel like God is calling you to in 2019, just go to our website, volunteer for community partners. That's really important. As well, after going on this journey of discovering what this community needs, we figured out that it does need a free medical clinic in the evenings. And so we need still clinicians who want to engage in that. All you got to do is email clinic at crosswalkvillage.com or do a volunteer um, a volunteer. Um, card and um, turn it in or go through the website and do it because we need more clinicians. Because interesting, I was just meeting with the pastor of the Rock Church over there. We had lunch uh, a week ago or so. And um, when he heard that we had a free medical and legal clinic, he was like, are you kidding? We serve so many people. We would love to send them over to you. That means there's going to be more need that is felt in this community and more opportunities to serve. So we really, really want you to do that. Now, Chattanooga right now is on this kind of journey of discovery to figure out what it is that their community needs. We did it and it took us 18 months. And now we've been living in that ability to give compassion in that way. But we need to do better. We need to do more. And we believe that God is calling us to bring more people into his community by caring for them. But the only way we can do any of this, the only way we can do any of this is if we begin to believe in the impossible. You see, we always ask the question, can this be done? It's the wrong question. The question we need to ask ourselves as we move into 2019 as a community is what can't be done? Who has said what the limits of God's grace and his mercy and his vision really are for this community? I mean, 
All my ministry, especially while we've been here at Crosswalk, people have said, that won't happen. You can't do that. There's no way that's going to work. And you know what? God has seen fit in a lot of failure in the midst of it. God has seen fit to to grow this community, to grow other campuses, to continue to build his kingdom through what he has called us to do. God has been faithful. Why would we be any less faithful? Faithfulness is important for 2019. And this is perhaps the most important thing that we need to lean into. It's our opportunity to remain faithful, to be consistent in our faithfulness as we study scripture and seek wisdom, as we move into a community of action, as we, as we think about how we can do more works of compassion, not random acts of kindness, but intentional, sustainable, partnerable action and compassion. We need to be consistent in the way that we do that every day. And we need to be relentlessly pursuing what God has for us and what he can accomplish through us. But the most important thing as we lean into 2019 is we need to become an expectant community, a community that is expecting God to do something. Not a community that walks in going, well, it's probably just going to be the same every single week. I always sing some of the same songs and, you know, it's, uh, not that. We need to be a group of people who are expecting miracles to happen, who are expecting big moves from God because God doesn't move small. Why would he? He whispers, but he always whispers big things. He doesn't just whisper small things. He whispers big vision. He whispers big growth. He whispers big change. Proverbs 23, 18, you will be rewarded for this. Your hope will not be disappointed. There is surely a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. We are on the precipice of what God has for us in 2019. We have an opportunity to step off the ledge, to live in faithfulness, expecting miracles, why would we live any differently? Why would we as Christians live a life that doesn't expect God to be moving powerfully, to be changing things overwhelmingly? Why in the world would we be a group of people who just go about the business of church, never acknowledging the kingdom and mystery of God? Why would we be those people? What is the value in that? We believe in something more. We believe in something bigger. We believe in a God who creates mountains. He doesn't move mountains. He creates them. He creates oceans and he creates canyons and valleys. Everything that he makes is on a huge scale. Why? Because he's God. That's who we come here to worship. And if that's who God is, why wouldn't we expect that as we move into the next year of life on this planet? It will be amazing because God is amazing. So let's live expectantly. Let's live in, in the power and the vision of God. Let's not just live going, I don't know if it can be done. Of course it can be done, but you can't do it. I can't do it. Only God can do it. And if God's gonna do it, then let's get out of the way. Let's just let him be God. 2019 is going to be amazing. Amen. I believe God is going to do amazing things. And I believe he's going to do it through you. Because there's a lot of workers that God has brought to do the work that he needs to get done. 
And if you're willing to be faithful, if you're willing to be open, if you're willing to be relentless in it, God's gonna change the world through you. Because he always has with a small group of people who are unrelenting in the way that they follow him. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, Jesus, we are so overwhelmingly blessed by, even if it is a tough year in the world, we are still blessed by what you're doing here locally with us. And Lord, we look expectantly into 2019 knowing that you are going to continue to do amazing things. You're gonna continue to grow this community. You're gonna continue to help us build other campuses because God, you're not a small God and your vision is not small. So Lord, let our vision not be smaller than yours. Amaze us, excite us, scare us just a little so that we lose our sense of gravity sometimes. Because following you isn't just walking a path. It's looking over all creation, going, this is the God that made it. Why would he do less for us? In your name I pray, Lord. Amen.